Virginia. Did you know the law protects patients from surprise medical bills? Insurance companies and hospitals post cost information online. You can request a good faith estimate three days ahead of hospital care. Know your rights as a healthcare consumer. Visit controlyourcare.com to learn more about patient-focused healthcare laws. Controlyourcare.com can help empower your healthcare decisions. Paid for by the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association. Hey everybody, welcome to Latter-day Lesbian. I'm Mary. I'm Shelly, and for those of you who keep getting us confused, Shelly is the ex-Mormon with the blonde hair. Mary is the never-Mormon, the cute one with the glasses and the brunette hair. <laughs> You're cute one too. But this is the podcast about the ex-Mormon gay girl, meaning Shelly, trying to figure out her life. Decided to mix that up a little bit this morning. I liked it. You know, it's funny, we have a few people recently saying it emailing in and being like, oh, I was confused. I thought that Mary was the blonde one and she Why? I don't know. Maybe you look more Mormony with your glasses. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. Not sure. It's funny. Who knows? Maybe our voices are hard to tell apart. Are they? Should well, I start talking in a really high-pitched voice? Is so that what it's I easier? sound like? No, just so we can <laughs> differentiate. <laughs> Not in the morning. That's true. Yeah, this is a morning record, so we definitely have the deeper, more, yeah. you know, sexy voices, I would say. Oh, okay. Should we do a, por- a porn cast? <laughs> ah, I was thinking maybe of singing like a Barry White song. <laughs> yeah, I'm only halfway into my first cup of coffee. I'm only like a fourth way into my first. Took the dogs for a walk already. Made a little video telling people that we have been super busy getting ready for Pride. We'll talk about that in a second. But also saying we have been kind of neglecting our after shows on Patreon. But yeah. neglect no more. We have set a goal. We'll get them out the door after they're edited. We'll announce it. And um, we're going to push a little harder to get after shows up because yeah. we realize that that's what people really like to hear from us. Yeah, or see, actually. That's true. It's it's video. That is a viewable form of media, as yes. it turns out, those after shows. We did get one out last week. We did. We did. Um, but my goal was to get one out every week, and that has not happened. But seriously, we've been so busy. For those of you not sure what we're talking about, this is on Patreon. If you subscribe to a particular tier, I think it's a $6 a month tier, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, you get access to this after show that we're talking about, which is us sitting around on camera talking about our podcasts. Mm-hmm. You know, because We have a good time. <laughs> we laugh. We drink usually. We drink, we laugh, we get angry. The dogs usually end up in our laps. It's yeah. kind of just us. Oh, and uh, as usual, uh, the dogs will be chewing bones and mm-hmm. stuff in this during this podcast. Uh, but that's a good time to talk about our Patreon subscribers. Sure thing. Okay, we had, again, another great week Yeah. Um, on Patreon. So seriously, thank you so much, everyone who's subscribing. We have tiers anywhere from $2 up to $50 per month. And we just love feeling supported. So thank you. Every little dollar helps. Every big dollar helps. We do have production costs to do this. So we really appreciate it. And in turn, we try to give you guys really good, a good product. Not a product. What the fuck am I trying to say? (laughs) Oh no. Why are you going on and on about this? (laughs) I'm trying to be like, thank you for, thank you for giving us money. We're trying to give back to you by giving Uh, uh you fun things. (laughs) We just talked about what you get. (sighs) Should we cut all this? Nope. Put it in. (laughs) Leave it, Dan. Leave it. (laughs) All right. So, having said that, here are our 
Oh, Jesus. Mother. Maybe we should just put all this whole chunk into an outtake reel. I think this entire episode is so an outtake. <laughs> Maybe. This will be easy enough to edit. Just like, just play episode 26. The entire fucking thing is an outtake reel. I like it. All right, here's the patrons from last week. What do you got? Glad you asked. This week we have Tim, the little factory. Okay. We'll be revisiting the little factory later. Uh-huh. I'm sure people are laughing right now. Okay. Next, Andrew H. And I just have to say, Andrew H., hope this is okay. He is my cousin. And we have reconnected since That's I've nice. left the church because it's pretty much impossible to connect with family who has left the church if you have not left the church yet. So I am so grateful to have left that bullshit and been able to reconnect with cousins who have left. So Andrew... Well, and it's a family member of yours that is, is now a supporter. So that's fantastic. Yeah, no, I, it's like, I love it. I feel loved. Thank oh, you. good. Jordan D. Hi, Thanks, Jordan. Jordan. Heather V. I'm going to say it. This is Heather Vickery. Didn't I was we, on her show. I thought what? we already announced her last week. Heather? Uh-huh. I don't think so. But if we did, you're welcome. <laughs> I thought we did. <laughs> Heather gets two shout-outs. You're welcome, Heather. Well, I was reason. on her show, um, The Brave the Files. The Brave Files. So. Well, that is really kind of Heather to support us. Thank, Thank you, Heather. Heather. And lastly, Linda W. We get a lot from Linda. Thank you. Those are last week's patrons. Thanks to everybody. Mm-hmm. And as a reminder to our audience, if you would like to support this podcast, please visit patreon.com slash Lesbian to sign up. Mm-hmm. Please and thank you. I don't want to talk about Utah Pride real quick. Okay, let's do it. When this episode airs, it will be two weeks out okay. from Utah Pride. I'm a little nervous. What are you nervous about? Well, I'm nervous we're going to forget stuff. We ordered a lot of swag and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's it's gonna. I'll be back in Utah. I haven't been there in ages. Are you gonna trigger? I probably will. Seeing all the Utah shit, uh, <laughs> the temple. I mean, it's huge. I don't know. It's gonna be weird hanging out with my mom and dad in Utah. I wish there was time to camp out at Starbucks. I hear you see um, like big Mormon uh, SUVs driving through with uh, the tinted windows, <laughs> mm-hmm, so no one knows they're getting there. It's hot chocolate. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm nervous. And in saying that, I'm also inviting all of our Utah listeners to come to our booth and oh, say yeah. hi. Like, Find help us. me relax. Help me feel loved in Zion. Oh, God. <laughs> she, no. Stop with that. Fine. <laughs> but I am nervous. I'm just a little anxious about the logistical stuff. A week after Utah Pride, we will be going to D.C. Pride. It's actually called Capital Pride. Yeah. Uh, but it's in D.C., so all of our local peeps, please come see us. We will again have a booth just like in, at Utah Pride. Last year was my very first Pride Festival, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what to expect, but it was so nice. I need a better word than that. It felt great to be there with you, Mary, but I saw so many old gay couples, which I looked at them as like with with just respect of, wow, you've been through a lot. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't come out until 2018 or 17 Uh is when I came out. These old gay people, Mm -hmm. I mean, I bet a bunch of them came out in the 80s and when it was not acceptable and it wasn't, you really were persecuted. Well, I came out in the 80s. Yeah. Are you including me in this conversation? Okay, then I'm going to say 70s, because I mean like old people, oh, like yeah. people in their 70s and stuff, walking around holding hands. And I just thought, how beautiful that they stuck with who they are and what how wonderful it must be for them now to be 
in a place like DC that's very accepting and open and they can be themselves. I just, it, it touched my heart. It made me happy. It made me feel for them for what they had probably gone through and made me happy for them that they were still pushing ahead. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the listener letter we're going to read later, we're referred to as older lesbians. So there yeah, you what's, go. Yeah, <laughs> well, I am turning 45 <laughs> soon. Yep. So older. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this woman is 22 who wrote in. So Okay. She could be my child. Yeah. We both could have birthed her. Okay, real quick, I wanted to make a correction from last week's podcast where we talked about the situation in West Virginia where the Mormon church was covering up and defending a known pedophile who, by their actions, was able to molest over 40 children. So, um, yeah. Mm. This was in Martinsburg, West Virginia. And what I said was that the church wanted the parents of the children to have to pay for the costs of the legal fees on Michael Jensen's criminal trial. Right. Which I was almost correct in saying that, but someone emailed me that is actually a mother of one of the victims, and she said, no, no, the church wanted the children to pay. What? Said the children must pay. I don't understand and what that even they means. had to take that to the Supreme Court to get that changed. How douchey is that? I don't understand that? what they were expecting kids to do. Yeah. I just, they're just... That's the weirdest thing. I know. I know. Okay, leading from that, we wanted to pimp a pod, but it's not a pod, it's a book. Uh, Okay, I'm not going to cue the music. (laughs) Pimp your book. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. I said pimp your book. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) I think that's the wrong key, but it is really. It worked, which is funny because I don't actually have the book to pimp, but this is from. It's not ready to go yet. It's not ready to go yet, and here's why. This is where you come in, listeners. You're you're doing better than me today. (laughs) Listeners, this is where you come in. Our good friend Rochelle Shields sent us this. We are in the midst of a rare period in human history, a time when the voices of the marginalized and oppressed are being heard and gaining traction. Thanks to the work of previous whistleblowers, corrupt institutions and oppressive systems are being exposed like never before. But one group is lagging behind the movement, the Mormon subculture. Mm. I began pulling at this thread and discovered an onslaught of sexual abuse disguised under a pristine Mormon veneer. But these voices are not gaining traction. Most of them are floating alone on the internet or in memoirs, unaware that they share so many commonalities with each other. I began a project to investigate these stories, to bring them together in a book, to expose the system that binds them, and to respect the humanity in each one. I need your help. I would like to hear your story. In particular, I'm looking for stories that highlight abuse within Mormon communities. Sexual in particular, but I will include other forms. I promise to hear your story without shaming you. I will only include details you share with me with your permission and anonymously. I'm not a therapist or a lawyer or any kind of expert. I'm just a woman who got fed up and began researching this full-time about a year ago. If you're interested in helping with my project or sharing your story, please contact Mary and Shelley. Thank you. I love it. I do too. This is a chance for our listeners to be involved in a big project and to get their story out there. In another format. I think it's fantastic. I think we do. We need to get the word out. I know we've discovered with this podcast, just by me talking about things that have happened, people have written in saying, oh my gosh, I thought I was the only one. I felt so alone. No one's alone out there, people. Yeah. So let's send in your stories if you feel comfortable with it, and they will all be anonymous, and they will be put in this book. Does she have a title of the book yet? I don't see one. Okay. But when you when you write into us, maybe just in say, the subject, do like... 
Mormon Me Too book. Oh, okay. Just Is that so, kind of a working title right now? No, but I'll know. We'll know what they're talking right. about when they write in. We'll get right to it. Okay. Okay, um, that sounds you can, great. Uh, email contact at latterdaylesbian.org or just send us Facebook message, whatever. Yeah, so basically anytime you want to contact us, go to latterdaylesbian.org slash contact. And there are tons of ways right there you can get in touch with us. You got the Twitter, you got the Facebook, Instagram, email. All of it. Okay, so what is next? Possibly a foom pod? We've got to do a foom pod. This one's <laughs> going to be a good time. <laughs> well, I think you alluded to it earlier. I did. Mm-hmm. I, and I want to thank Tim for the idea. Okay, our new patron, Tim. Tim the Little Factory. The Little Factory. Cue music. It's the fucked up Mormon phrase of the day. Okay, so the Little Factory is our, is our fucked up Mormon phrase of the day. Yes, the fucked up Mormon phrase of the day is the Little Factory. Mary, The go. Little Factory. All these things just seem so creepy to me, by the way. They make perfect sense. All of you Nevermos right now, I love, by the way, we have a lot of Nevermos that listen because uh-huh. their spouses are ex-Mormons or whatever, and they love to play the game of, of fuck up Mormon phrase of the day. Because <laughs> they're like, what the? So all you Nevermos, if you got it right, raise your hand. Well, I still haven't even gotten it. Okay. It just seems like, to me, another thing that you drill into kids' heads, like, when you turn eight. You get to do all these things. You get to be baptized. You're part of some factory now. I don't know. It just feels like the little factory has to do with children indoctrinated in the Mormon church. <laughs> Who here wants to be part of the little factory? I don't know. So many people are laughing right now. I know. I can hear it. I can hear it. What is the little factory? <laughs> do, I get a, 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 do I get a buzzer? <laughs> what is it? And you also get... Get a shout out for most uncomfortable <laughs> talking about what the little factory is. Okay, in order for me to explain it, I need to read from a talk given by Boyd K. Packer, who was an apostle at the time, I think. He's one of like, is he still alive? I don't know, but he's he's just a bigoted fuck. He really is. Oh, he's God. just, or was, I don't know, is he dead or alive? I don't remember. Anyway, this was given back in 1976, although it has still been read over the pulpit, taught in uh, class. I'd hope they don't do it anymore, but... Yeah, 76, they were churning out little Mormon soldiers in a factory <laughs> called the pre-existence. Oh my gosh, when she learns what little factory is, this is going to be amazing. Shelly, what the hell is little factory already? <laughs> All right, this was an address given by douchebag Boyd K. Packer. To young men of Aaronic priesthood age, to young men only, he says. So this is Aaronic priesthood age is 12, 13, 14, 15 year old boys. And this is loosely based on Aaron, the brother of Moses. Not ironic, which is kind of what I'm saying. Which is is the whole thing's made up anyway. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it says because some young men do not have fathers. And because some fathers and some bishops do not know how to proceed, I approach a very personal subject, one that is important to every young man. A young man, remember, we're talking to 12, 13, 14, 15-year-old boys. Sure. A young man should learn to rule his body. Oh, God. Like his temper, he should keep it always under complete control. That sometimes is not easy to do. Oh, God. (laughs) This is creeping me out. (laughs) (laughs) This is so fun. (laughs) Within your body, you have the power of creation. You will one day find a mate and desire greatly to express fully your love with her. Uh, By the way, I hate that he already is like man, woman. Uh, well, well, of so course. how are the little gay boys feeling when they are hearing this from 
You know, they're oh. like, wait, I'm not attracted to women. What's wrong with me? Yeah. Anyway. Well, I mean, yeah, really? Yeah, we, we all know okay. that they're homophobic. <laughs> okay, yeah, we don't even need to go into that. <laughs> right. You're like, just ask yourself, how have gay people ever felt in the Mormon church? Ever. <laughs> Period. LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, let's be inclusive here. The righteous expression of this physical love and marriage is approved of the Lord. She may then conceive and give birth to a boy or a girl, Ugh. a baby of whom this you will be the father. So creepy. So it's like, you, you know, you have this power of creation, and someday when you're married, you can you can use that, and then the, she will have a baby. Ugh, this is a talk for teenage boys. Yeah. Uh, okay. Is this not Handmaid's Tale? Oh, yeah. Jesus. For sure. This is a very sacred power. The Lord has commanded that you use it only with one to whom you are legally and lawfully wedded. He has decreed serious penalties indeed oh. for the misuse of it. <laughs> God, God's going to punish you. Can you imagine? The boys are like, oh, <laughs> There's going to be some punishment shit. coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tarn feathering. Yep. Going on. This power begins early in life with some when you are hardly into your teens. This has a purpose, for with this power comes the attributes of manhood. <sighs> you notice changes in your stature and your voice. A beard and other masculine characteristics become part of your nature. Masculine. Mm-hmm. I could grow a beard, goddammit. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> okay. Your feelings also change. This physical power will influence you emotionally and spiritually as well. I hate how they're referring to just Puberty, like they're talking yeah, no, about this puberty, is puberty as power, power, and don't don't mess with it. Don't because girls go through puberty too. I'm guessing that's not powerful. No, it's weak. You're unclean. You bleed. You're unclean. It's weak. Oh, okay. God, it is so Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. This, I feel like I'm back in the like. Is Isaiah giving this lesson? <laughs> I feel like I'm in the Old Testament. He might be. He I'm gonna go be. in the red tent next. Mm-hmm, Jeez. I know. That's a good book, by the way. Oh, thank you. Go ahead. Your feelings also change. This physical power will influence you emotionally and spiritually as well. It begins to shape and fit you to look and feel and to be what you need to be as a father. Good God. Ambition, courage, physical and emotional and spiritual strength become part of you because you are a man. Uh, when does the factory part it's come real in? real close. <laughs> you become very interested in young women and want to be with them, and this is as it should be. The power of creation affects your life several years before you should express it fully. You must always guard the power with wisdom. So you wait must- a minute. Wait a minute. So men, so boys have the power of creation. Oh, yeah. What do girls have? We're vessels to bring spirits into the world. <laughs> that someone else created? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We okay. get fucked. It's just like women. literally. I'm yeah. talking to women here. Mm-hmm. Women, female listeners. Why on earth was it ever okay for you to be a Mormon? Someone explain that to me. Why do women accept this bullshit? Someone explain it. I don't get it. I think, well, for me, I was born into it. Most were born into it. Um, And people who are listening to our podcast are no longer Mormon. The people who we need to be hearing this message are not listening. This is right. like we're preaching to the choir, but we just want to point out some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I haven't even gotten to the, the factory well, part. factory parts. Coming up, though. Uh, okay. You must always guard the power with wisdom. You must wait until the time of your marriage to use it. During that waiting, what do you do with these desires? <sighs> My boy, you are to control them. You are forbidden to use them now in order that you may use them with worthiness and virtue 
and fullness of joy at the proper time in life. Let's go ahead and shame <laughs> like any boys and, I mean, and make them feel like if I'm not a virgin when I get married, I'm not going to have, the, I'm not worthy, I'm not virtuous. Is he not allowed to say the word masturbation? Is that what's happening? <laughs> he just talk around it. Well, we're getting there. Okay. Here it comes, oh, literally. I wish to <laughs> I wish to explain something that will help you understand your young manhood and help you develop self-control. Uh, when this power begins to form, it might be likened to having a little factory in your body. Oh God. <laughs> One designed to produce the product that can generate life. The product. You mean <laughs> <laughs> like basically wow. a little factory. I guess it's your nutsack. I mean, it's like <laughs> he can't say masturbation. No, he can't say sperm. Mm-mm. This is ridiculous. <laughs> the euphemisms for just a clinical. I mean, it's just we're talking about anatomy here. Yeah, no, it's your little factory. <laughs> you were so wrong in the foam pod. <laughs> you were like everyone wants to be part of the little factory. Not really. <laughs> well, not really. I mean, I didn't realize it was going to be like some weird euphemism for masturbation. Well, there's more to read. Can I read a little more? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I wish to explain something that will help you understand your young manhood and help you develop self-control. I'm throwing up in my mouth a little bit. You should be. Okay. You should be. This little factory moves quietly into operation as a normal and expected pattern of growth and begins Ugh. to produce the life-giving substance. Oh, I just threw a pull over my microphone. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> this is so horrible. I got more. I'm not done. When was this address? 76. But, but that was when it was done the first time. It has still been in pamphlets. Listeners, how who know about the little factory? What was the most <laughs> recent time that you were talked to about the little factory? Oh yeah, that would be interesting to find out. So this was in the seventies. Was he the the prophet? No, he was. Uh, I want to say he was in the quorum of the twelve the quorum apostles. Of the twelve the quorum apostles. Of the twelve. But he might have been a seventy. I don't know. A seventy, like it's, a quorum of the seventy. Yes, <sighs> all men. Well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Do you want to? Do you want me to keep reading? Okay. It's getting grosser. Okay, we, we left off on life-giving substance. Or semen. Okay. Uh-huh. It will do so perhaps as long as you live. It works very slowly. That is the way it should be. For the most part, unless you tamper with it, uh. you will hardly be aware that it is working at all. Oh, my God. This is horrible. <laughs> as you move closer to manhood, this little factory will sometimes produce an oversupply of this substance. Uh-uh. Oh, let's bring God into it. The Lord has provided a way for that to be released. Oh, shit. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Oh, praise the <clears throat> Lord. Praise be. <laughs> <laughs> Under his eye. Okay. Mm-hmm. It will happen without any help or without any resistance from you. <sighs> Perhaps one night you will have a dream. Oh, God. In the course of it, the release valve that controls the little factory will open and release all that is excess. Oh. Oh my God! The factory. (laughs) God, the factory and autumn. By the way, this is everyone. Anyone? People are like, she's bullshitting. No, this is for real. This is for real. The factory and automatic release work on their own schedule. The Lord intended it to be that way. Oh God! It is to regulate itself. This will not happen very often. You may go a longer period of time, and there will be no need for this to occur. When it does, you should not feel guilty. It is the nature of young manhood and is part of becoming a man. There is, however, something you should not do. 
sometimes a young man does not understand. Perhaps he is encouraged by unwise or unworthy companions to tamper with that factory. Tamper. Tamper tamper with the factory. (laughs) He might, oh, here's a great word. He might fondle himself Uh -uh. and open that release valve. This you shouldn't do. For if you do that, the little factory will speed up. You will then be tempted again and again to release it. Oh my God. You can quickly be subjected to a habit, one that is not worthy, one that will leave you feeling depressed and feeling guilty. Resist that temptation. Do not be guilty of tampering or playing (laughs) with the sacred power of creation. Keep it in reserve for the time when it can be righteously employed. Oh my God. This is the worst thing I've ever heard. So I think I'm going to make a t-shirt that says, oops, I just tampered with my little factory. (laughs) (laughs) Who wants that (laughs) t-shirt? I bet Tim the little factory wants it. (laughs) Anyway, there's more in this, but it just goes on. It's like tells a story and blah, blah, blah. There's so much wrong with that speech. Is it written down somewhere? Yes. It's called To Young Men Only. By Boyd K. Packer. You can look it up. So this is one of those like strength and youth manual type things where you just boys are given this thing. This like a pamphlet or something. I think it's in a pamphlet as well. I'm not sure, but this is this was given in the general conference priesthood session. So we we wow. know what general conference is at this point. Mm-hmm. So this is all the men. And back then you had you had to actually go to your church house for this. You couldn't watch from home. So all the men from age twelve to ninety billion are sitting in this church house, right? Mm-hmm. Listening to this and then Boyd K. Packer and it's being it's being broadcast. It might have been audio at the time. I don't know. Anyway, it's being broadcast and he's addressing the 12 to 15 year olds in the crowd with everyone else Oof. there, all the other uh. men, and this is what he is saying. That is like, so a, embarrassing. A, to the world. It's embarrassing and it's shaming and it's, again, dismissive to girls. It infers that, that girls do not have power of creation. Within them. Right. And it's so damaging. It also, I think, would make a man feel like, I'm such a man. I have these mm-hmm. feelings. I'm growing a beard. My little factory is working. I got to <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Because as soon as I get married, my job is to knock her up. You know what I mean? Which then makes the girl just... Her well, we job a, is to make babies. That's yeah, it. We, we got a letter from someone who just felt like she was a vessel for something going in and something coming out. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Women, I am so sorry that the church has screwed you up because surely it has in some way or another. And I hope that we are all getting help. That goes for the men as well. Yeah, because I feel like it's overinflated for the for the men and the responsibility and the pressure for men is great in a different way. Like sure. it's, you know, it's, the Mormon church isn't doing anybody a favor here. No, it's it, not good for anyone. No, it isn't. It's really not. I would love to hear, do we have any listeners who were the age 12 to 15 in 1976 that might have actually heard this from the first time that can remember. And what were your feelings, your thoughts? I would love to hear back from men who were taught this. Mm-hmm. Cause I had actually never read this before because it's like special for men. Was Brent taught this? Oh yeah. Okay. So is it still going on? I don't know. Okay, I, I, would, I would love to find that out. I hope they're less stupid, but I don't have a lot of faith <laughs> less in stupid. Yeah. Less anyway, damaging. Less damaging. Yeah. 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 Mm, good luck with that. Anyway, wow. that was your foam pod. Anything Ooh, else we want to address um, about that? I feel that? kind of dirty and feel like I need to go shower. That was disgusting. <laughs> Can you imagine being 12 and like sitting next to your dad and your brother? <laughs> uh, the little factory. <laughs> oh wow. So here you have boys who probably have never heard anything like this here before. Here I was thinking it was some righteous Mormon army talk or something. Mm, nope. It's masturbation. <laughs> well, the little factory is 
is your your nuts, I guess. Your nutsack. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, wow. And this sucks on so many levels, but imagine if you're a boy who's never heard anything like this before and you have masturbated because you're a boy and that's a natural thing. You haven't been told what it is or whatever and you go and you sit and you hear this and it's like well, basically you telling shame, you you're yeah. so wicked and evil and you've screwed up and now you've sped up your little factory and now what are you going to do? You've and- sped up your little factory. <laughs> it's it's like, like breaking the seal when you've, when you've been drinking Well, you're like, oh, if I just didn't pee that first time. I think it's more like um, <laughs> that I Love Lucy episode where all the, the pies or whatever are coming out on that. Are they pies? What are they? I think they're on a conveyor belt. On a conveyor belt <laughs> and it goes faster and faster and then she can't catch them all. <laughs> Wow. Oh, oh man. I love shaming. Lucy's little factory. <laughs> <laughs> I love Lucy's little factory too. Mm, she was kind of hot. Am I right? Am I right? You know, if you like redheads, I'm mm-hmm. just saying. Funny as shit, that lady. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Where do we go from here? That was nutty. That, that, was, that was insane. Yeah. I never want to hear that expression again. I'm going to get t shirts. <laughs> Oops. I just tampered with my little factory. <laughs> I bought something that says, You make my little factory speed up. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Everyone, send in your 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 t shirt design <laughs> idea factory, for a little factory little factory t shirts. I think I saw someone. My little factory is accepting applications. <laughs> <laughs> All right, woo! I think we might need to take a break. Yep. Okay. Well, we're gonna take a break so everyone can calm down. I know there was a lot of sexy talk going on. <laughs> yep. Taking a little break. We'll be right back. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo taking release. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's G-O-L-O.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who have found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. And we're back. Okay. Hey, missed you. <laughs> Did you? Mm-hmm. Whoo, little factory. Okay, so let's move on from that. How do how how does one move on from the little factory? I you just try to erase that from your head as quickly as possible. <laughs> uh, yeah, we we both took showers and mm-hmm. um, we feel cleaner. Yes. Less soiled by yes. all talk of little factories. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Shall we read our listener letter? Yes, please. Okay. Here we go. This one is from Maddie. Hi, Mary and Shelley. My name is Maddie, and I'm a fellow ex-Mormon gay gal just trying to figure out her life. Yeah, way to go. We're all trying to do that. Mm-hmm. I've listened through all your available podcast episodes and have loved hearing you both talk and laugh through the crazy shit of Mormonism. It's some crazy shit. Oh, it never ceases to be more crazy. Mm-mm. Seems like uh, it gets crazier and crazier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At the risk of sounding weird, it's also been surprisingly comforting to hear an older lesbian couple. I think she's talking about you. (laughs) I'm not a couple. (laughs) Uh, Just talk casually together. Yeah. Huh. 
Uh, I wonder what she means by that. Maybe it's because, you know, when you're raised Mormon, you don't, th- and even if you are raised Mormon and you, th- and you have like same sex attraction, you think, well, I can, that's never going to be normal. Right. You know, probably somewhere in the back of your head, it's still sin, no matter how much you identify it with it. Right. So, of course, I was raised to think that gay people were horrible and they were just out to have gay sex. That was what they were all about. Yeah. They being me, apparently. And even when I came out of the closet, left the church, everything like that, I still had not been around many gay couples. So it was still sort of a mystery to me about that. And then when you and I went to Atlanta for the very first time, we were just dating and you kind of out of the blue were like, oh, do you want to go to Atlanta with me? And I said, oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we were still very new in our relationship. Decisions. It was a fantastic <laughs> decision. And we stayed with two different couples that mm-hmm. you were friends with who are lesbian couples. Right. And older lesbian el- couples. Older than me. <laughs> older lesbian couples. And it was so eye-opening and comforting and refreshing to see these lesbian women just being normal. Lesbians are women. <laughs> well, there's that. I learned that as well. No, I'm kidding. Um, but I get it because it was still such kind of a mystery and out there and not weird, but just unknown yeah. because I had been fed so much as to how wrong it is right. and how they're just weird, twisted, whatever. But we went and stayed at, can we say names? Holly and Marisa's place, oh, sure. and they're just normal lesbians. They get mm-hmm. up in the morning, and they make coffee, and they hang out with their dogs, and they do some work from home, and they go to work, and it's just normal. Yeah. And same with um, Julie and Terry, just normal, loving lesbians. They have a house. They have a. They're committed. They, yeah, they have a couple of cats because they're lesbians. <laughs> um, you wouldn't think they were any different than a, a heterosexual couple in that they weren't fighting about things that heterosexual couples fight about. <laughs> Um, I'm sure they have issues here and there. Of course, of course. Normal relationship stuff. Yeah, it didn't make a difference that they were two women. Right. And that might seem like a minor thing maybe to you because you've been gay forever and you've had gay (laughs) friends forever and you've seen how gay people are. I didn't have a lot of experience before that and it just, it felt good and it felt right and it felt like, okay, I can do this. I I want to do this. This is okay. This is not... Actually, it's not just okay. This is beautiful. Well, they modeled such normal and, dare I say, healthy relationships yeah. that you want that. Absolutely. If you're single and you want a relationship, those are the ones you want because right. they have been together forever. They have such great communication styles. They're so loving. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's contagious. You want that. Yeah. And so maybe that's what, maybe that's what we've got, Shelley. I think so. <laughs> I think we're getting there. Yeah. I think we're pretty regular. Well, she goes on to say, I graduated from BYU just over a year ago, and I'm still trying to figure out how to feel, quote, normal as a gay woman, just like we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And your jokes and stories and banter just sound normal and help me feel sane. So thanks for that, too. Oh, you're welcome, Maddie. You're welcome, Maddie. I'm emailing now to ask if you would be willing to pimp something on your podcast. My co-director Zoe and I are making a documentary film called Same Sex Attracted about LGBTQ students at BYU. Awesome. Uh, the website is www. That's for you, Shelley. Thanks. I wouldn't know any other way to, to say it. <laughs> dot ssamovie.com. So 
plug into your browser, ssamovie.com. You don't mm. even really need the Ws, but that's okay. I like to type them. <laughs> Do you? Like the clickety-clack sounds of the keyboard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We've been working since our Kickstarter in 2016 and are finally in post-production with hopes of beginning to apply to festivals by this fall. But we just need a little more funds to get there. So again, it's ssamovie.com, and that stands for Same Sex Attracted. Fortunately, we have a fiscal sponsorship through the Utah Film Center, and any donations to our film through them is tax-deductible. So there you go. Cool. We are also really excited about their online donation system set up on our site, so people can donate directly to our film on their computers or smartphones. Okay, that's great. That said, our goal for the film isn't to make money. Both Zoe and I are queer alumni of BYU. While we were there, we realized there was a powerful story to be told from the LGBTQ kids there, and that we, the gays, etc., had to be the ones to tell it. The movie focuses on six current students, each of whom identify as LGBT or Q as they live and grow at, quote, the Lord's University. Oof. In addition to being regular college kids, each of the subjects overcomes their own set of trials and tribulations in navigating their faith, sexuality, and or gender identity, relationships, and journeys to self-acceptance. We are endlessly grateful to and proud of these students and are thrilled to share their stories with the world once we finish the film. It would mean the world to us if you would pimp our film on your podcast. Well, there you go. Pimped it. I look forward to your next episodes, and I'll stop by during Utah Pride. Yay! Excited to meet you, Maddie. Oh, awesome. that's great. That's great news. There's a trailer up on. I watched a trailer for it. Does it mention the trailer? Oh, uh, it's not here, but I think if you go to ssamovie.com, you can see the trailer by yeah. clicking on that. That's yeah, pretty cool. Very cool. All right. Well, you know what? That's a great segue into talking about Matt Easton. Matt Easton, the valedictorian of the latest class graduating at BYU. Yes, who still hasn't gotten back to me, by the way. <laughs> but I will keep bugging him and begging him. He, I guess he's a little busy. I know. Well, he was on the Ellen, De- Ellen DeGeneres show, so, yeah, you know. Yeah, who knows? He's probably, you know, doing a lot of talk shows and stuff. We can't compete with Ellen. I guess not. We try, but we cannot. <laughs> I've been wanting to talk about this Matt Easton thing for a few episodes. We just keep running out of time. And at this point, this is so- sort of oldish news. Right. So I'm not necessarily going to focus on what he said, except for he came out of the closet in his valedictorian speech at BYU. Yeah, what a shocker, right? Just kind of surprised everybody. Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, What I do want to talk about are the comments from current Mormons Mm. about him coming out. Now, I'm not saying all Mormons believe this way, but I do want to point out the attitudes of many Mormons, which, again, makes it so hard for the LGBTQ community within Mormonism. Sure. And this is just a little highlight of what people actually think. Okay. Okay. Oh, by the way, this is from the Deseret News Facebook page, or maybe it's just an article. I don't know, but these are— What is Deseret News? Oh, God. Deseret. That's Utah. Oh. In the lovely Deseret. Is that a Mormon thing? Oh, God. We have got to sing that song. It's so ridiculous. (laughs) Okay. It is so ridiculous. So bad. All right. This person says, very sad that celebrating sin is what makes news. Oh. Ouch. I know. Okay, here's some more good ones. Oh, this is the same person. He's all over the place. And so someone replied to him and posted a link to the Mormon and Gay, an official church website. They try to act like it's more of a softer stance toward gay people. Okay. So he's trying to be like, hey, guy, you know, it's not it's not this horrible sin, whatever. And then he replies, this jerk, I have already checked it out. And to be honest, 
to say coming out to me is like saying someone who is sexually attracted to children but has never acted upon it is coming out. Oh, It's about the same. Both are abhorrent to the Lord, and all this coming out is trying to get this disgusting thing acceptable as the norm instead of a personal sin that is between you and the Lord and not the entire world. Oof. And then someone wow. replies to him and says... They say it's a sin and abomination, but we will be gracious and forgiving if they who have wronged before our Heavenly Father. Whatever was filthy before God is still filthy, but with sorrow we shall love them who have fallen to sin and be there to help them overcome what Satan had led them to do. Okay, so as long as the you know LGBTQ person repents, mm-hmm. they can be accepted. That's what that other comment is. Is that the same person or is that no, another comment? Person. Let okay. me get through all the comments and we'll, we'll dissect. Obviously, he's born with these feelings of same-sex attraction. That's a struggle that he has to go through in this life. If he wants to remain worthy, he has to refrain from acting on it. Of course he does. Mm-hmm. Wow. Someone else says, this should not have been approved by faculty. Wrong venue. Inappropriate for a keynote speaker at an LDS institution to profess to be proud of being gay. I don't understand what the cheers were for. Speaking to LDS members, why is being gay something to be proud of and something to cheer? Am I missing something? Any cheers for all the straight people in the audience? Or is that passe now? Sorry, Matt, we really didn't need to know. For those who cheered, you might just be a bit confused about what your church teaches. We should applaud his efforts to live a moral life despite his nature. That would have been worth cheering for. Yeah, I don't think heterosexual people need to be cheered. They, they've, they've got it. <laughs> they already have the majority or whatever. <laughs> well, we cheer for heterosexual marriages, sure. for engagements. Like we do, we cheer. So why, ha- why are we not cheering for... Well, I'm I'm just surprised this guy is saying, why don't we cheer for the heterosexuals? Like, you you don't think you've got any love there? Here's the thing. Heterosexual people don't need to come out. That's what I'm saying. Everyone is heterosexual until someone says they're not. You know what I mean? The assumption is, right. Of course. Yes. Yeah, I don't think they need a special hurrah. We already get that that's the norm. Yeah, that's the norm. (laughs) Matt's action is inappropriate because, number one, his statement about being gay contradicts the Savior's doctrine. I would like to have someone point out to me in the Savior's doctrine where he says anything about being gay. There's nothing. Yeah, Jesus doesn't specifically. Jesus probably was gay. Okay. I don't know. I just said <laughs> I don't that. Know. <laughs> <laughs> the Savior has continually implored us not to use labels that draw attention away from His plan of salvation by claiming we are something that is not really a part of our eternal identity. That is one of Satan's most prevalent deceptions today. That's Satan. Mm-hmm. That, that's Satan. <laughs> Number two, this is an attention grab. It is immodest. Number three, it all it is also dishonest to characterize BYU as supporting homosexuality in any way, as many are doing, because he was set up to speak in this venue. This does not mean that BYU endorses his speech. It means that someone at BYU approved his speech. There's a huge difference, but the media don't care. So he had to have his speech approved before he gave his speech? Yes, so someone approved it. But he could have done a switcheroo. Um, no, I think it was approved. I haven't heard anything yet about it being... A last-minute switch. Yeah. So, here's another jerk. Congratulations. Now nobody cares. Tomorrow came. Move on. Get a job and keep everyone out of your business. Victim mode no more. Mm. Like, what a tool. So, what I want to read is this person, and I'm going to go ahead and say him. His name is Andrew Crane, and I'm going to just announce it because he's on Facebook, and he had an amazing response to this mess. Okay. So, he says, he made it all about himself and his grandstanding, in quotations, and then he says, this was just one small part of an entire speech, plus BYU had already approved the speech. Then he addresses, he should keep his private life to himself. And then he says, I can imagine a similar speech by a married student in which he or she expresses love for an opposite gender spouse. 
That's also mentioning private life. Should that be kept to oneself too? I know. How many people say, I'd like to thank my wife for helping me through this? They, they say that shit. Yeah. But if you're a man and you at your valedictorian speech say, I would like to thank my wife, does that mean you're throwing your straight sex in our faces? Mm-hmm. No, it's no. not. He wasn't Next. talking about sex. No, he wasn't. No. Not at all. He said nothing about sex. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Then he addresses where someone says, why does he have to talk about who he wants to have sex with? No, he didn't. He doesn't. He didn't at all. No. But he says, being gay is no more about what one does in the bedroom any more than it is for a straight person. It is an identity and one that is particularly difficult to navigate at BYU. And then he says, I should know. I'm a professor there. Hmm. Anyone in the BYU community knows this, hence the thunderous applause. And then he addresses where someone says, it's not a sin except when acted upon. Why do people feel the need to say this? Do you offer the same wisdom to your straight friends? Remember, Jimmy, it's not a sin to be attracted to your girlfriend. Just don't act upon it. Okay, but it's fine when we're married, right? Well, yes, of course, Jimmy. Now replace the word girlfriend with boyfriend. Hmm. So, but then is that the implication that if you get married, if you're uh, of the same gender, then that's okay? That's what that says to me. Yeah. Let's unpack this. There are a lot more, but they're all very similar. Mm-hmm. There's the idea of don't talk about your sexuality in public. Mm-hmm. We don't want to hear who you want to have sex with. Matt Easton said nothing about who he wanted to have sex with. Right. He said that he is proud to be a gay son of Heavenly Father, of the Lord, mm-hmm. whatever he said exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what he said. That what he said. That He's identifying who he is. He's not saying, I want to have sex with that person, mm-hmm. you know? Why do people who are so against homosexuality immediately equate it with having sex? I actually was in a heterosexuality group. has sex in the in the when the word as well. It's true, but we think of heterosexuals as normal people who get married and have families. We, we have don't think normal of them. sex and yeah. have families like normal God sex. wants. Missionary position, yeah. <laughs> so then, if anyone announces their engagement, a heterosexual engagement, she would be like, oh my God, we don't want to hear about who you want to have sex with. Right, right. We don't want to hear about your sex life. That's mm-hmm. that's not. Right. It's a big stretch to say anything that has to do with who you are and what you're doing is necessarily about sex. About sex. Right. I actually posted in a Mormon slash ex-Mormon group where it's like, we'll, we'll talk about anything, right? Mm-hmm. And I posted something about the podcast and this guy was pissed. He's like, we don't want to hear about your sex life because I just posted, I have a podcast. I introduced, that's what it was. I introduced myself. Hey, um, Mary and I are hosts of the Lottery Lesbian Podcast. Love to meet everyone in here. Dude was pissed. We don't want to hear about your sex life. Were you telling him about our sex life? No, but (laughs) you you do want to hear about it. I'll tell you that. Easy. (laughs) Um, See, the case in point. (laughs) But I didn't say that. I didn't say that in the group. And a lot of people did come to my defense and they're like, oh, she said nothing about her sex life. And he goes, she said lesbian. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The fuck? Yeah. Yeah. What are you supposed to do? Also, some people complain that he was just trying to get attention. Why do you have to say, include that you're gay? So this guy was saying, in my opinion, that it was a struggle for him to make it through BYU as being gay. Mm-hmm. You mean Matt? Matt. Yeah. Why is that any less significant than someone who said, you know what, I have autism, whatever, something that made it, you know, or, or I'm blind Dyslexic. or just whatever, anything that made it more difficult for him to get a degree. We would all applaud that, right? Well, and it made it difficult for him to get a degree because he was at, you know, quote, the Lord's College. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that time when you're at school, when mm-hmm. you're in college, is typically when you're dating, especially Mormonville, like you go to college when you're 19 and you're dating, you're looking to get married, you're, you're holding hands with your significant other. He oh, could, you can't do any of that. No, as he a couldn't gay do any of that. Because so, you get kicked out. Oh, for sure. So 
so yeah, I bet it was a struggle for him. Of course it was. And it was because he was gay. Yeah, because you see all your straight friends, you know, dating, holding hands, going mm-hmm. on dates, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're not allowed to do any of that. Yeah. Or you'll get kicked out. So if why you can't we applaud that? Yeah. And by the way... It took courage to do what he did. Oh, absolutely. And, and Matt didn't come up and say, hey, guess what? I've been gay and having gay sex for four years and still made it through. No, it was nothing like that. Life? For all we know, he was completely celibate for all of those years. Mm-hmm. And it was hard. Yeah. And he couldn't even hold hands with someone that he liked. Right. And that was difficult. Sure. That was, in essence, what he was, I think, that he was saying. It wasn't about sex. It was like, this was hard for me. Why not applaud that? Well, and he also wanted to bring a taboo subject out in the open. Absolutely. Which I think needs attention. For sure. Clearly. And the whole move on, get over it. Mm -mm. I get so sick of that. I get so... No one gets to tell me when I move on and get over anything. Mm -hmm. My experiences are not your experiences. Right. I might get over something in a day. It might take me a lifetime. You don't get to tell me what kind of an impact something has had on me. Well, plus, if you've accepted that you are LGBTQ and you're living that way, that's not something you get over. That's just no. that's just who you are. Yeah, for sure. Also, this whole condescending talk from Mormon heterosexuals mm-hmm. that are going to tell gay people that they're fine in the eyes of God as long as they don't act on who they are. Right. That's easy for the heterosexual dude to say. Mm-hmm. Of course. Now, heterosexual dude, not that any Mormon heterosexuals are listening to me anymore, I don't think. Imagine... That someone comes to you and tells you, you know what? You cannot be with someone that you were attracted to. You can't. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't. Let's pretend the tables are turned. So it's easy for someone who doesn't have to suffer through this to be like, well, just don't, just, just don't act on it. Just don't act on it. You're fine. God still loves you. Really? You try living a life without love. Yeah. Even if you and I marry, never had sex again, that would be horrible, by the way. But even <laughs> if you, you and I never had sex again, the relationship that we have, the love, the commitment, the caring, the holding hands while watching a movie, you know, that's beautiful to me. I love that. That that feeds me just as much, if not more, than any just sex part of it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so you're not just telling people— It's a people, relationship. It is. You're, so you're not just telling gay people, you don't get to have gay sex. Mm-hmm. You are telling gay people, you don't get to be in love. You don't get to have those quiet moments with the one you love, holding hands on the couch— and right. watching a movie or making dinner together, making dinner together, or having an emotional moment and crying and having them comfort you. Comfort you. You don't get any of that. Having them finish your sentences for you. Thank you. <laughs> it's not about gay sex, you guys. It's just not. Right. I mean, look look at our relationship, Mary. I'm gonna yes, look at it. <laughs> yes, we have gay sex. Great. Okay. <laughs> um, take that out of the equation. We take the dogs on. We a take walk. the dogs on a walk together. We enjoy being out in nature. We love going and sitting in a bar with our legs touching and drinking beer and laughing together. Mm-hmm. We enjoy watching Game of Thrones and and deciding what's going to happen next. I'm not sure I'm enjoying that right now, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, it's a shitty season. <laughs> um, we text each other throughout the day, say, I love you, I miss you. And those little things lift our spirits up all day long. Sure. We're excited to see each other at the end of the day. We're excited to go to bed together, even though we're not having sex. <laughs> even a non-sex night. <laughs> to lay next to the one you love and feel their skin and f- hear them breathe and fall asleep. And, you know, when you get up in the night and come back to bed and that person is still there, there's just this warmth and comfort mm-hmm. in that. Waking up next to the person that you love is beautiful. Yeah. This is nothing to do with sex. This Making is to a do with love. with a person you love. Yeah. It's beautiful. I recommend that. Do you? <laughs> okay, let's do it. <laughs> oh, too late. 
Yeah. We're doing it already. And the sad thing is, is that these heterosexual people who hate on the gays, uh, the gays, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It just rhymes. It does. They refuse to see past the sexual aspect of it. Right. Is your relationship with your wife or your husband, if you're straight, is it purely based on sex? Mm-hmm. Because if it is, by the way, I think it's a shitty relationship. There's so much more. Because eventually you guys are going to be so old you can't have sex. Just so you know. <laughs> so hopefully just there's something else. Heads up, you know? And if you look at the the hours spent in a day, how much of that is actually just the sex? Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So I get really fed up with that. I do too. Anyway, that is what we wanted to talk about as far as the people that were just coming down hard on Matt Easton. Yeah, and no wonder, you know, we get these letters from someone like Maddie who says, I don't even know what it feels like to be a normal gay person. Because that's what you're raised with, thinking that it's wrong. Thinking that you have to be different to be accepted by your family, by your church, by your God. Guess what? You don't have to be what anyone else wants you to be. Nope. You be who you are. And it's sad that growing up in the church, you don't get to see the examples of healthy homosexual relationships. You don't. You know, none of my parents' friends were gay. (laughs) Sure. I mean, people who are listening who were raised Mormon, did your parents have friends that were gay that could model that for you? Or were you taught that it's a sin and we actually shouldn't even hang out with them? For sure. That's what I was taught. Yeah. And so it took me to be an adult and leave the church and come out of the closet. And luckily with you, you have fantastic examples for me of gay of gay couples. I could see that. I mean, I was 43 or something by the time I saw a healthy example of a gay relationship. That's true. I mean, like a long-term gay relationship, mm-hmm. like a marriage, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's sad that Mormon kids are so sheltered from that because if you grow up gay and Mormon, you don't even know what to be. You don't. Hopefully we can change that. Yeah, and I think that's what Matt Easton is trying to do. Mm-hmm. By declaring it that it's difficult to identify as LGBTQ at a college that shuns you. That if you are discovered having any sort of non-normal relations, you're going to be kicked out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And people will say, well, then he shouldn't have gone to BYU. Well, guess what? His parents probably have been paying tithing since the beginning of time. And some of that tithing money goes to make tuition cheaper for Mormon students. So why shouldn't he get... Yeah, why shouldn't he get to go? Yeah. If that's what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Plus, I think he still is a believer on some level. I hope for his sake, and this is just me, my opinion, I hope that he leaves the church. Right. I do. I honestly hope that all LGBTQ, well, shit, I hope everyone leaves the church, but specifically, <laughs> all LGBTQ people will leave the Mormon church. It's not healthy for you. There's nothing for you. There's there. nothing for you. They might say they love you, and they might love you, but you don't get what everyone else gets. Okay, you're going to sit in the congregation alone wishing you had that special person because you don't get that in the Mormon church. Right. So just leave. Yeah. If you want to believe in a creator, guess what? That creator loves you. And wants you to be happy. Because if you also believe in creation, then you were made. You were made to be exactly who you are. And don't let anyone tell you different. It's not up to them. Should we go back to my uh, spiritual shaming episode? Do we need a reminder? Mary's about to fly off the handle again. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, we wanted to dive into that. Uh, If you have thoughts or comments about Matt Easton and whether or not he should have come out publicly at the pulpit, let's say, at (laughs) Brigham Young University, Mm -hmm. let us know what you think. Yeah. Uh, we're always interested in this discussion topic, or any any discussion topic for that matter, that we cover on this podcast. We want to hear from you. 
Uh, once again, you can go to latterdaylesbian.org slash contact and get in touch. Okay. Shall we wrap it up? I think so. Okay. Well, uh, how do we wrap this up again? Wait a second. Wait, what? You never said you think it's fake. Huh. The listeners will be angry. Uh, well, um, sometimes it just doesn't come out naturally, Shelley. How could it not? We talked about the little factory. <laughs> no, well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's go over this. A uh, man who supposedly is connected with God mm-hmm. gave an address to 12-year-old boys talking mm-hmm. about their little factory. And how it's sacred and mm-hmm. you need to wait. and Yeah. So, once again, <laughs> another example of how Mormonism is completely made up. Mm-hmm. It's completely fake. Because the guilt and the shame, to me, like a religion that does that, mm-mm. mm-mm. Nope. Kick it out. Yeah. Guilt and shame not does not God. belong in our lives. Yeah. I don't necessarily believe in like white heterosexual God mm-hmm. sitting on a throne moving pawns around on a chessboard. Right. I don't believe in that. But still, I would not subscribe to a religion that shames people, uh, makes you feel guilty, puts rules that can never be followed Mm -hmm. just to get into heaven and all the punishments if you don't do it right. Yeah. Mm -mm. Nope. Fake. Run away. Mm -hmm. Run away from that. Amen, sister. (laughs) It's not good for anybody. No. All right. I think we've beat this dead horse. I think we have. Okay. Well, that's it for today then. Until next time, remember, steer clear of cults. Why, Shelly? I think they're no joke. They are no joke. No joke at all. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.